What's up, party people? Welcome back to Party XP. I'm your host, Jeff, joined as always by my friend, Lacan. Say hi, Lacan. How's it going, everybody? So, a little birdie told me that you have recently been experimenting with uh, emulation and playing games on your phone. Is that correct? By birdie, you mean me. Yes, I told you that I was messing with emulators on my phone and my Steam Deck. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for being such an asshole about it. What? Uh, what? I'm, I'm being direct. <laughs> I'm being direct, damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, some may consider being direct as being an asshole. Wow. Okay, fine. Whatever. Okay, so a little birdie did tell you that, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to give you something a little bit older. Okay. Uh so but something that you still haven't had the opportunity to play. Unfortunately, my like main mission for this was to make you play Donkey Kong Country 3, mm, but yeah. you played it already. Yes, I've played. Because that would have been like games. the perfect, like, oh, they're talking about Donkey Kong Country 3, let's go, look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we could, have, we could definitely have another conversation about that one at some point. I, I, absolutely. I don't think people are going to like it because I love that game. But <laughs> anyway, um, I do want to take you to another longtime Nintendo character um, in his game as to, you know, this episode's topic mm. and it's a little game on the game boy advance it's called wario land 4 okay now i know you mentioned that you hadn't really played too many wario games but you did play the wario adjacent pizza tower a little bit so tell me about that so i got to mess around with a little bit with it on a demo um i didn't really know about that it was meant to be like a wario land game until someone pointed it out to me and, mm, okay. and then that's when when they mentioned that it clicked on like a very, very vague memory or foggy memory of me maybe messing with it as a kid, but like I couldn't confirm it for sure, you know what I mean? Or maybe something that I just saw and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of sick. So that's cool. This is a very different play style from the experience of like my the platformers that I was playing when I was younger. For sure. So for me, I had the first Wario Land game for the game, the original Game Boy. So when I saw that there was a new one on Game Boy Advance, somehow I missed the other two, by the way, which mm. was like really weird to me, but okay. that's neither here nor there. Mm. So I loved the first Wario Land game, and then I saw Wario Land 4 come out for the Game Boy Advance, which I had gotten. I got basically at launch. The game, this game didn't come out at launch, but I've had, I had a Game Boy Advance for a little while, and then this came out, and I was like, oh, yes, Wario Land. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, like, I 100% of this game, I loved this game as a kid. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's so it came out in 2001. It's a platformer, but it's, you know, how a, it's like a Wario style platformer where you have like the, the shoulder charge mechanic. You have different power ups that affect Wario in different ways. One turns him into a bat, one turns him into a zombie, and you interact with the environment. Um, as such, right? Mm -hmm. There's also a focus, of course, on collecting gems and jewels, and the main gameplay mechanic is to get pieces of these different larger gems to progress through the passages, right? So you have four passages in the game. You have Emerald, you have Topaz, Ruby, and Sapphire. Within the level, there will be different... Uh, one of four pieces of one of those precious gems right um you collect all four of them and then you unlock the boss chamber you fight the boss etc right okay all the while like trying to amass as much money as possible so 
I think a lot of what Pizza Tower took took from this game specifically. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you really enjoyed Pizza Tower, you'll really enjoy this. The other thing that rocks about this game, there are tons of other little collectibles, most notably the music in this game. It's really bizarre out there music, but it's just so catchy and just fun to listen to. And even like the stage music is great. The sound effects are awesome. Make sure you play this with the sound on because there's so much personality in this game. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. If you like stuff like that, which I think you do, I think you're really going to dig this. Yeah, I'm like looking a little bit at um, like images of it right now. And yeah, like I, I remember definitely like seeing this game, I feel like, or at least any Wario land game, but absolutely like not getting my hands on them. Like again, right, I don't no, know if course. it was just one of those things where like Gabe and I couldn't agree on borrowing it when we were younger or, you know, right. rent, renting it or whatever. And I was like, you know, I was kind of interested in it. But like there were also so many other platformers that I was playing, obviously, when we were younger, there was a lot of them. Um, so I might have, you know, it could be one of the things that I just missed, but I definitely have seen some of this. But okay, cool. I'm down to give this a shot. Yeah, I also kind of felt like borrowing Game Boy games or like handheld games kind of felt like a waste. I don't know if it was just me, but like, mm, you know, yeah, yeah. I, know I, I wanted to rent, and I think even your my parents might have felt that where like if you didn't rent. The big like full like blown cartridge, right? Like a like a like a Super Nintendo or an N sixty four game. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you renting this? Yeah, on your handheld. Yeah, that actually makes kind of kind of sense. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, right. So yeah. I feel like because I feel like I never really rented Game Boy games, even though they were available. Mm-hmm. I never really rented them. Yeah, again from the Pathmark. So, I'm pretty sure I remember there was a section of them. Again, <laughs> yeah, going back to that whole Pathmark rent, renting out video <laughs> games bit. We have to reference every time we talk about retro games. Hell yes, <laughs> never let it um, die. No, don't. Don't ever let the memory die. Pathmark may be gone, but the memories live on, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of feel like that's that might be why. So I'm I'm happy that you're going into this kind of blind. I, I really think you will enjoy it, though. Because like I said, it's, it's fun. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to collect and explore. And there's so much personality. Obviously, Wario as a character has kind of evolved over the past 20 years. And while he's kind of settled into being... You know, I think we we talked we touched on this briefly before we went live here, but he's kind of been relegated to being the WarioWare guy. Yeah, the mini games. That's kind of like most of my experience with Wario games in general. Just the, I mean, they're fun, but like, I you know, I didn't, I almost forgot that he had a platformer of his own. Right, he's had multiple platformers, and he started his life as a platform character, right, a platformer character, mm-hmm. and. You know, he he's not just the WarioWare guy. He's not just the big guy in Mario Kart. He's not just the funny guy everybody plays in Mario Golf and Mario Tennis or or Smash. Because like I, I you know I see right, him, I right. see his Smash movies, and I don't understand the references to a lot of them. So it, right. it'd be and good even, to kind of dig into you know his history and kind of experience some of his previous stuff, basically. Yeah, man, I think you're really gonna enjoy this. So. We'll be back shortly. It'll be probably about two weeks in real world time. But for you guys, it'll be just a few seconds. See you on the other side. See you in a bit. All right, we're back. Lacan, what'd you think of my beloved Wario Land? Bro, I could not get away from this game. Like I told you. Th- this this I'm like really kind of like like kicking myself over it a little bit like with the fact that I I haven't played any of these 
like I think maybe I might have played one on the SNES maybe forever ago. Like it was like Warriors Woods. I remember there was there's like a mm-hmm. it was like a collection. It was like Warriors Woods was like a puzzle game, I guess, right? And then like I yeah. think it also had like a Wario Land in there or Wario World, whatever. They, well, I don't know if there was a difference or not, but I don't remember much from it because I remember playing a lot more of the Warriors Woods with my brother. But this is a like just a nice refreshing. Refreshing for me, I guess, because I'd never actually played the, played it before, right? But, like, refreshing little take on the 2D platformer, you know, type of uh, game that I expect from Nintendo. You know, I growing up as a Mario kid, you know, and, you know, of course, the games have different mechanics from Mar- from the original Super Mario Brothers till now, na- till, you know, till not to, like, wonder, right? But this is very different, but in a way that did not make me feel like a fish out of water playing this game. It was very quick to pick up and I could not put it down. Mm-hmm. What about it? Did you really, you know, so for me, what really drew me to it was the personality, the graphics, the music, Wario's animations and his expressions getting hit and sort of the different approach that the game took to power-ups. I don't know if you want to talk about that or, or whatever drew you into the game in the first place. So talk to me a little bit about what really drew you what pulled you in and what kept you in? Honestly, everything you just mentioned. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, op- like right off the bat, opening animations, you know, definitely like a nostalgic feeling. I, I love high detail pixel work, right? That That's a big thing that I really, in- I really like, especially like my indie games. Like, you, you know me, I play a lot of indie games that have that, mm-hmm. that like, that do pixel stuff. But like, you know, I get very, I get a lot of enjoyment out of like really high detail and really nice pixel work, especially with ways that they uh, essentially made, you know, they had a full on cinematic like in the beginning of this game, which was just done in pixel work with, you know, tricks, you know, to indicate movement and, you know, dynamicism throughout the, uh, the beginning little opening of it. The music is weird in like the best way possible. Like there's a lot of references that I could, I felt like I recognize I could mention a couple of them later down Mm -hmm. the line. Um, yeah, just, you know, the first level is just like a, hey, here's the basic mechanics and go into it. And then here's a boss battle. You know what I mean? It's very cool. Uh, I don't think I've ever experienced this. I mean, I'm sure I have, but like, at least that I can think of, like, none that I think of recently, where you essentially play the level and you make an escape out of the right. the level. I ha- Does that happen in all the other Wario Land games? I don't believe so. Um, I know it didn't happen in the first one. Okay. This was kind of the the only one that does that. I think I believe now. Don't quote me on this because I never played it, but I think this is where Pizza Tower takes its end sequence from. I'm pretty sure you have to do this in Pizza Tower. Okay. But I didn't look too much into it. But no, this is basically you have to go back the way you came, quote unquote. But there's also new pathways that you can take to escape the level that weren't available to you when you were progressing through the level. Mm. Okay. So, uh. Yeah, it, like so. It's like, you know, I mentioned before, where it gives you. So when you start off the game, you kind of throws you essentially into a tutorial level, right? It gives mm-hmm. you the shoulder charge, the dash, um, you know, how to jump, you know, the crawl, ba- basic stuff, right? And then again, expand more and more as you get further down the level and more into the game. And then that explore that uh, that the way that the game does like get to the end, hit the frog switch, and then come back out. It really gives me this like in it really almost like incentivizes you to explore the level. Definitely. Um, I agree completely. Really, really cool. Cause then when I, when I think 2d platformers, I usually think relatively linear, right? Especially when I think Nintendo, um, you know, cause again, I'm going to default to Mario most of the time, right? When I think of Nintendo 2d mm-hmm. platformer, where it's just left to right or right to left, that's basically it. 
this one, you know, the fact that there is like multiple branching paths in some levels, right? It reminds me of almost of like a Sonic game where, you know, there's multiple ways to get to the end or multiple ways. And then it kind of converges at the end. Right. And then on your way out, you usually have one or two, uh, you know, paths on the way out, which is, you know, kind of makes that escape a little more, you know, it reminds me a little bit of like the Indiana Jonesy kind of thing where, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you set off all the traps. Okay. Now get the hell out of there kind of thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, like nothing, not like none that really come to mind right off the bat when I, when I get, think of a game that is incentivizing me to explore like this and then make a break for it towards the end of the level. At least not, right. not, not at least not in like a 2d sense anyway. Yeah, I was expecting a much more linear game. And again, because mm-hmm. I haven't really played any of the Wario Land games or anything, I wasn't very well-versed in, in this to begin with. Uh, I was playing this on normal. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and fine. I'm cur- That's I'm, what I played it with. I'm, cur- I'm currently playing a hard run now. Um, mm-hmm. And when I started this one, the music's nice. It's a, you know, there's, it's, there's, a, there's a nice, there's a wide, wide breadth of music here. You know, coming from like the really high energetic kind of like, you know, like almost like a new Jack Swing kind of feel to some funk kind of stuff, some rock mm. stuff. It is really cool. Uh, some really like weird ambient noise kind of stuff, some electro like electro industrial kind of stuff going on, too. It's a really wide breadth of like music in this game, which, you know, kind of just says, leaves me this like a lot of it isn't as like I was I don't want to say what's right here. Like I want to say it's like it's not like polished sounding like a Mario game. Right, right. It, it does sound a little um, off kilter, like, like a lot of times. Right. It's definitely very experimental and off kilter. Mm-hmm. Um, did you unlock any of the uh, CDs? I unlocked the, a the good chunk CDs. of them. I was missing a couple okay. in my first playthrough. Did you unlock Mister Fly? Mister Fly. Uh, honestly, I do not recall. Okay, it's literally just like a fl- fly noises. Okay. Yeah. So, because like I, I I got a bunch of the CDs. I didn't I didn't go to actually just start to listen to them oh. in the in the sound bank, um. But I I do have that save still. Uh. So okay. I I can still tend to go back there and open it up. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and listen to Mister Fly when you have the chance. And anybody listening, do the same thing here because um, yeah. It's just it's just an ambient fly noise for like five minutes. I mean, and, a lot um, of the music has like just kind of this weird ambient noise kind of uh you know design to it. And yeah. again, it's a weird soundtrack. It's a we. It's a weird soundtrack to to, to expect from a Nintendo title. Yeah, no, it is, and that's. I think that's kind of based on Wario's personality. Like you think of him as like this weird kind of unkempt, uncouth kind of individual. Mm-hmm. So I think the music kind of reflects that, and and basically anything in this game reflects that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely recommend that you go into the the sound room and the like all the other little things. Did you play any of the mini games by chance? Kinda yeah, like the precursors to the WarioWare series. Yeah, yeah, I played all of them before fighting the bosses because it was it was always the room right before the boss. So you know, gives yeah. yourself a little bit of coins. Go into the boss. Go to the shop if you want to you know use the coins and then use whatever item you uh, you buy from there to chunk the boss out right in the beginning of the thing to make the mm-hmm. fight a little bit easier, I guess. Yeah, I did. A, I did, basically did a bit of everything except for going back into like actually going into the uh, the actual sound room. But I d- definitely something I want. I sh- I probably should spend some more time in just to hear some more of the weird, kooky stuff going on with the you know with the soundtrack of this game. I am shocked that you, as a music guy number one and a person that enjoyed the music number two, didn't at least poke in there um, because there's there's like a lot, not a lot there, but 
there's something pretty funny that's going to be there that I, I want to get your reaction. You know what? Why don't you go ahead and pull it up right now? Okay, let me grab my camera <laughs> quick. Because I because I want you to I want I want I want to hear your reaction to one certain part of the um of the uh, the music room. Okay. So while Akon's doing that, you know, for me, that was really one of the things that the music is is something that's always very memorable for me, right? Was just I, I still remember a lot of the the sound effects, the sound design of this game I think is incredible. And it's something that always keeps me coming back to it. The other thing that I really love are like the um the power-ups, right? So power-ups don't interact with this game like you would with mario you don't interact with power-ups the same way Mm -hmm. where you unlock you know you open a brick uh, a block and there's the fire flower right yeah the enemies have to actively do things to you or the environment has to do things to you and wario gets that superpower i've actually got a point of this in my notes here uh it reminds me almost of like a twisted version of kirby yeah. Where instead of you know absorbing the powers from the enemies, you only gain them by being attacked or influenced by uh, parts of that map or enemies, yeah. like the bees sting you or the guy with the bow shoots you and your head inflates and you float off like a, you know, with this weird grotesque looking you know vase design, or you get hit with the guy with the hammer and it gives you like a super high jump that like you know yep. very similar to Kirby, but you're also smashing through like you know the the areas above you type type of thing. My favorite one, I think, it, well, I have two that are like tied for my favorites. Are the really fat warrior when you eat one of the apples? That yes. The throw, yes. And he's just really fat, and every time he takes a step, he like sweats. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, that was really funny. Yeah, and then, and then of then, course the immediate breaking of blocks beneath you as well using mm-hmm. that one. And um, the the when he's on fire and he's just screaming, running for his life, mm. and then eventually he turns into like that soot cake soot soot caked on sort of look yes and he just stands there at the end yeah, and yeah looking around and then he breaks out i thought that was i thought that one was really funny okay so which one do you want me to play here i mean i'm currently in the music room okay do you have a song because i know this is like my favorite track in the in the game here do you have one called beyond the head rush yes i do okay i want you to click that one and i want you to look in like the bottom i think it's the bottom right hand corner okay and i want you to just kind of take a look at, at what you see down there Huh. <laughs> okay. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay, so for the for the uninitiated, there is a small man dressed like Wario in the corner there, making a very funny face that is embedded into my mind. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to get this for you and put it on social media, but um yeah, that's that's basically kind of why I wanted you to play around in there so much because of the silly things like that. And I think that also kind of adds to the game's overall vibe is just like these weird things that you would never see in any other of, of Nintendo's more serious franchises. I'm, they're, I'm, they're all over the place in Wario. I'm, yeah, I'm clicking on the other tracks as well, too. And you see, you know, in the screens on the right, uh, people who are dressed up as Wario, you know, you know, from... Um, I'm actually looking this up right now on Google as well. And what it looks like, it says here that there are, there are people who worked on the game dressed up as Wario mm-hmm. as like a little, you know, in the little screen, essentially on the top, right? Go look in your yellow, um, your yellow CDs. Do you I, have, you have Mr. Fly? In I there? do. Yep. Okay. Go ahead and listen to Mr. Fly for a little bit. Yep. And, um, you know what? Why don't editing look on? Why don't you 
Yeah, there it is. No, go ahead. Put it up. Put it up to the phone, or put it up to the put it up to the. Uh... <laughs> Fucking love this game so much. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I love this game so much. Yeah, there's a lot of weird quirkiness to this game. Again, that I, you they I feel like they got away with got away with a lot of stuff. That wouldn't be wouldn't regularly fly in like a, again like a typical Mario title no obviously yeah um, <laughs> again like just the like the grotesqueness of like some of the power quote unquote power ups you receive right from the enemies yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bosses themselves they're, like they're disgusting looking you know what I mean yeah like, like that big nasty plant the the giant baby yeah the big baby the, uh, the like the bird the bird in the like the weird cuckoo house thingy yep um, yeah like you know just there's a there's a lot going on here that's very almost like again like that's kind of the whole point of like Wario right to always, always essentially be like the anti Mario to some extent right um very you know Mario is very clean cut it, like you know his his these games are very squeaky clean for the most part right and then Wario is meant to be this crude grotesque you know almost almost feels like a parody of Mario right to to some extent um and is it's, it's it's just an ex- it's just an experience that like you know I I aside from seeing Wario from you know like when you, we I see him in Smash and you know some of the very very little experience I've seen him from other games because again I've, I've only really played like this one essentially in Wario's Woods, yeah. Uh, like you know I have very very little interaction with him, but yeah, it's just like it's so different from what I would expect from a Nintendo title. Uh, I mean like I mean not not in the way that like I don't expect you know tight tight platforming and gameplay but in terms of like how they put out their main character of uh right of a because game. you do get that it is it is a very well designed mm-hmm. game from a gameplay perspective but it it is it is sort of like a b-movie version a well executed b-movie version of a mario game yeah so when i started this game um I actually so I got through the first the first uh, the torch tutorial level and the first boss essentially right, and then I got uh, and then I went down the sapphire passage. Okay. Um, and then I noticed a uh, like a a decent jump in difficulty going into that one, and then I went emerald ruby and then finally topaz. Uh, emerald okay. was considerably easier, especially the final boss. Uh huh. Ruby and topaz were both more difficult than emerald, but less difficult than sapphire. I ended up doing a little bit of digging online after the fact, realizing that oh, sapphire is like the hardest level of the four, essentially. Right. So basically, I, I threw myself into the deep end. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go emerald, topaz, and then you pick one of the other two. Like I went sapphire, ruby. I recall. I recall ruby being the hard, the more difficult one for me. Mm. But you know, emerald is definitely where you're supposed to start. And I think the game kind of guided you there, but it didn't really like push you through the door so to speak yeah because it you, allowed you to kind of explore because you enter in from the bottom uh mm-hmm. of the of like this little thing with a pyramid right in the middle right you enter to the bottom that's the entry passage and then to your right is the emerald to the left of the sapphire for me i usually go in a clockwise motion so i went you know so i went to emerald uh to sapphire first and then uh so i got into the game like again just messing with all the different platforming stuff the you know the shoulder tackle the dashing with him is him running head first in a full sprint kind of thing um yeah and again just really appreciated how tight and how well made this game was um mm-hmm. Every time I met, I, so every time I get into a different level, I would mess around with the different mechanics, right? So you would have some where you, know, you turn into a bat and you can't break bricks, but you can fly around and stuff, right? Uh, but you hit any light, you return back to normal. Um, 
stuff like that. And again, stuff like that, right? Uh, just uh, becoming a zombie and then be able to like fall through platforms when you fall into goo. You know what I mean? Like uh, when you get hit by that like weird. I don't even know what to, what to call it. It looks like a skeleton. Look like a skeleton version of like a like a, a like the bee almost. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. but it's shot like a, a a circle of green like light at you, kind of beam, and then turns you into a zombie. Uh, but you know, like again, just like really cool individual mechanics you do for each level. Each one had a theme, obviously. Um, just you know, becoming a large snowball and barreling barreling through a bunch of blocks. Like you know, this just just really cool different powers. Again, you wouldn't get them by absorbing them. It wasn't it was it was like almost not your choice. You know, initially, if you didn't know how the game works. Uh, but you know, eventually you, you realize, oh no, this is what it's meant to be. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was like losing health every time it was happening, but then I realized, oh, I'm not losing health. Oh, I should be doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, again, very, very good way to, to, to kind of incentivize the player to like learn and actually pay attention to how the play game plays in the first place. Um, yeah, the, the art style of the game is really cool. You know, anything from like cute sprites to like the little, you know, the little guys with the spears awkwardly shuffling around. Yes. Kind of cute. You know, what I mean? they're kind of they're kind of yeah, cute right. looking. Um, and then you know the little guy with the, like the little horn on him. You know, he he runs towards you like a rhino. You can jump on right, his head. Right. And then again, you get like these weird like like you know the the the, the evil looking piranhas. You know, in some of the water levels. <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, like again, just like just the difference from that, and again, to, like, again, the the most extreme example is like again the boss monsters, like the the, the final bosses of each level is like, again, kind of disgusting looking, like for <laughs> basically for what the, for what yeah, they are. Seriously, they are really grotesque. And you know, again, it's just like it's, it's a wide, wide breadth of like art style, and again, just kind of just screams Wario, because again, it does, it just like it goes to, to remind you again as like, hey, this is not a Mario game. This is this is. Like these are not safe designs you would mostly see in the typical <laughs> Mario game. Yeah, no, it kind of beats you over the head with that. Which a is, little bit, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, the, the little cat sprite that shows all throughout the game, and then the twist at the end that the cat is the is the princess, uh, yeah. Princess Shokora, uh, which I look uh, I had to confirm that because they they showed it in the beginning, but you know, like obviously it's like it was the first thing like in the first little uh, intro cinematic, and then like from that point on, I was just int- you know kind of. Uh, Enchanted by the game, honestly. Like I just, you know, I was just kind of just enjoying myself and playing around with all the mechanics and platforming and you know, like you know, light puzzle sol- puzzle solving. But yeah, this is something. This is something very different. And um, mm-hmm. I did a good amount of exploring throughout the different levels of this game. Uh, I got a good amount of the chests uh, from the boss good. fights. Uh, I was missing three overall for my first mm-hmm. playthrough of the game from the from the boss fight specifically, right? Because they give you those. Was it three per per boss essentially, and you lose them? Right, it's like the, timed, isn't it? Or yeah, the on... the longer your fight goes, the the less chests you receive. Right. Uh, so I was only missing three for my first playthrough uh, on normal difficulty, and again I got a good amount of the 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 music music for the uh, sound lab. Um, so right. you know I I, I kind of want to go through and grab the rest of those and get a hundred percent. You know, because now I, I I surprised myself the fact that like I was able to remember essentially most of the layouts of each individual level and. It does. It does a little bit of that like Sonic type of um, platforming with like hidden walls and stuff, where like you see a hole in the wall, like you know, like later, like further into like what looks like it's a solid, a solid area, but then you know, but there's this hole there, so you think there's got to be a way for me to get in there, right? So you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do a a dash run into a headbutt into the wall, or I'll do a shoulder tackle just to check the wall a couple times. So there's a little bit of that in this one. Uh, again, the ex- a surprising amount of exploration 
in this like you know 2d platformer game very again very different from what i would expect experience from a mario game yeah i mean like i said um i think the game plays up the the treasure hunting motif that wario kind of embodies Mm -hmm. so you do the exploration you know you go through maybe the off-beaten path you go into the um the have you did you get a lot of bonus rooms with that little old guy that you just beat the shit out of to yep. complete the puzzle? Yeah, there was all some of them are rough. Like those are like yeah. some of those are like rough puzzles where there's really tight windows to get timings done. Right. Um but I got a good chunk of them because for the most part they were all just kind of like a diamond in there, like a big diamond for the ten thousand right. ten thousand dollars worth of uh of money. Uh, so, yep. you know, like, yeah, I, I got a good chunk of them, but some of them were just like, oh, okay, I'm spending too much time in here and, or I'm starting to get annoyed because, uh, it's just a tight window for me to do it. So I would just move along, but yeah, you know, I did a good chunk of them. And the music. I just, again, love the idea that like, you won't see this in a Mario game where you no. just have like this elderly guy sitting in a bonus room and you just beat the shit <laughs> and throw him around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, it's good. Um, complete the complete the puzzles you were saying i'm sorry i cut you off yeah, and also the music in those rooms were weird like i, I liked them a lot like yeah. yeah like um okay so like i guess we'll go dig into that a little bit right now the music in this game is just wide like uh, it's it, it's very varied it goes from like weird ambient music to kind of just like noise music right uh it, it, very much so. uh sound like you know weird sound collages and then, like, some more straightforward stuff, like, you know, funk, rock, some electro-industrial stuff, and, like, some New Jack Swing. It was, it was kind of, it was really cool, like, some big beat stuff going on. And I heard a lot of, tr- a couple tracks that remind me of other songs. Um, and then, when I got to the end of the game, I saw that for the, mu- for the music credits, it only had one person, uh, Ryoki Yoshitomi, as the sole composer of the game. Very cool. A very a lot of experimental stuff there going on, and I actually ended up doing a little bit of digging for my, uh, digging myself as well, going through some stuff and a couple of things of these I kind of picked up myself, and a couple of these I are uh, you know referenced in a couple of the videos that I saw uh, that I looked up on YouTube talking specifically about the music of Wario Land Four. One that I noticed was the Moon's Lamppost is just a, is essentially a reverse version of Palm Tree Paradise. It's and it's kind of eerie because of the fact that it's reversed. Right, um, so that's the first level of the game versus yeah. the, what would you call it, the, uh... Not, like, uh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot how far far along each one of these were. Palm Tree Paradise, Palm Tree Paradise is, is part of the Emerald Pass, so it's one of the earlier right. songs you hear. Then Moon's Lamppost you hear later on down the line, I think closer to the end of the game. Uh, like, near the climax of the game, from my, if, if, yeah, I, yeah. if I'm recollecting okay. properly. But uh, here, like, the Hall of Hieroglyphs in the fir- in the first kind of entry, uh, the entry passage, right? Like, the tutorial level, the first part right. of the tomb, anyway. Reminds me of, like, uh, Booker T uh, and the MG's uh, gr- Green Onions. It's, you know, <laughs> uh, you'll, you, if you hear it, you'll hear that kind of bit. Kind of like bass, kind of like a driving bass line going on the whole time. Very kind of, very kind of cool, kind of funky. Uh, the clock bells you hear when you hit the uh, switch, that the frog switch, reminds me of uh, Time from Pink Floyd. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's just kind of this, you know, kind of just cacophony of bells and ringing, you know, kind of thing. Um, and again, just kind of like really trippy, right? Because it changes, you know, because even as, uh, visually, the map changes to kind of being, you know, it hits you with this kind of like wavy line, kind of trippy looking thing. And then they, it kind of settles down to remind you, okay, get, get the hell out of here. Yep. Uh, there's the music in the fiery caverns. There's like it gives me a little bit of like a Grand Central Station or a Casey and the Sunshine Band. Uh-huh. 
And there's a specific uh, bass sample that they use throughout the game that reminds me of the synth bass used in Herbie, Can- Herbie Hancock's Chameleon. There's a synth, there's a th- synth bass line, uh, which you, I, I'm sure you've heard the... And it's just this really kind of like squashy synth bass, just like it's really just like, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't like have this really hard like slap bass hit to it, but kind of just like kind of washes in really hard kind of sound. It's, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. I'm very bad at explaining um, very specific like musical sounds in terms of synthesizer stuff, but it's a very specific one that you hear all throughout the game. And it, it, it just couldn't get out of my head. And I mm-hmm. reckon like it's one of those things I almost kind of like assume that it must be like a reference or like they must have been heavily, heavily inspired by that specific sound. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's just really, really good music. And then the sound design too, on top of it, it was mm-hmm. uh, like really cool. Like the warping of like Wario's voice when he like laughs or gets hurt. Like he laughs sometimes when he gets hurt. When you, if you, if you like you get hit by an enemy, like he laughs. And then on, and then on top of that, the laugh is like, it's, it's like a single ha, but then they pitch it, they like pitch it down repeatedly. Like they repeat it a bunch of times, but pitch down every time. So it sounds like it's warping as well too. So it's like again, there's a lot of really cool like experimental sound stuff that they were doing for this game, and it's just yeah. it just kind of you know even though it seems so chaotic, it does work really really well all together in in terms of the entire entirety of what this game is supposed to be. Yeah, I I think like you said, the sound design more than anything contributes to the feel. Hearing Wario interact with you in a way that it's not just yeah Yahoo Wahoo, him screaming hurry up when the clock hits like a minute and you're trying to escape the level him going like oh no or you know him transforming into a different form and and making a noise um you know based on that i always i still remember i i remember all the sounds i remember all the music i remember everything in this game i i love this game um it the, the music is funny because the fact that it all came from one guy's brain is incredible because to me you could have told me that there are 24 songs in this game 24 you know levels in this game and they commissioned 24 different artists to make music for this game yeah i would have i would have believed you yeah that's what that's what i was so so surprised when i saw there was only one person at the end as as the as the uh with the music credit at the end of the game when the credits were rolling i was like very very surprised because the 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 audio in this game is so wide there's just a, a lot of different influences, and I was just so curious to see what the hell was happening in this game. And it, 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 and, um, it almost seems like a passion project in terms of, like, the way that they kind of, like... Again, like, I, I, this coming from a guy, again, who hasn't played any of the other Warrior games, but it seems like this is, like, this is, like, a, a proper culmination of all the different things that kind of make Wario. Right, exactly. Where it, it, it is meant to be off-kilter, but all play nicely together all in the end to create this really polished product and and i think that it kind of goes to show that there's a kind of a resurgence of this type of you know this type of gameplay with like what is it uh aston i think is the name like anton is it is the other the other wario like like game like aside from pizza tower it's like anton's adventure something like that i've seen yeah. that one as well yeah yeah so i th- I think that's like you know again kind of like there's this is not this resurgence of this type of gameplay that if, of you know the people who played the grew up playing these types of games are growing up now and are making these types of games, you know, mm-hmm. as like a as a clear love letter to the previous games that came out before. And from what I've seen, again, I, I only played a little bit of Pizza Tower when I was messing around with it at um 
at uh, at uh, PAX or when it was they were demo when they were demoing it. Uh, was it PAX? I don't remember. I, I might have, I might have had a regular demo. I think actually on Steam for I I can't recall it at this point specifically, but when um. Like I can recall it now, the music from that game was also very inspired by the music from Wario Land, at least specifically from this one. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. about the other games beforehand. Yeah, no, I like I said, um, I think a lot of people touched on these Wario games growing up because they were so unique, they were so different from the Mario games and Donkey Kong and any other sort of platformer. And I'm happy to see that people are were inspired by these games and are making their own. But, you know, like we've talked about, <clears throat> it's time to free Wario, get him out of, uh, you know, minigame hell. Let him let him platform again, Nintendo. Let Wario platform again. I would genuinely be excited to see that um, because, again, I, my, my main experience right now with Wario has been the WarioWare t- type of games, yep. you know, um, which, to be fair, those are also very good. Like, those are very, very fun. But, you know, like I, I would like to see, to see more Wario in his own, you know, in his own game, in his own, like, you know, his own platform, dedicated platformer. Yeah, for sure, because it's it's been long enough, and I think as Nintendo is starting to kind of bring, kind of acknowledge their old um, franchises, right? They did F-099. They made a new 3D Kirby game a few years back. They had, you know, they did Metroid, right? They, they made a new Metroid game. So I think as these older titles are kind of coming back to the forefront, I think hopefully at least we'll get here eventually. Maybe it won't be for another five years, but hopefully soon we get another Wario game. Anything else kind of uh, pique your interest that you wanted to bring up here? Uh, no, I've covered I've covered pretty much all of it at this point. Um, again, just like uh, oh, as, as I just wanted to cover again before. Um, uh, because I I was only missing three of the chests throughout my first playthrough, and then I saw the you know the little, little ending cinematic of uh, uh Princess Ashokara, uh, transforming from the cat into you know into her princess form. Um, I was assuming that because I was missing chests. The, or because of the chests that there were in the background, there must have been different endings, um, and I was right. Uh, so I ended up mm-hmm. go, just going on YouTube and like looking up the different endings, and it's funny just the other forms of uh, of the princess right in the in, in the ending cinematic, kind of cool, um, you know, kind of surprising. What's about her? So uh, if you only, uh, I think if you only acquire like. I don't know exactly the exact number of you. If you acquire like the lowest amount, either like from like uh, from like one to however many, like to like three or four, I guess let's let's just say, um, it's like this little bratty child. Huh. So she still gives him a kiss on the cheek, and you can tell like Wario's kind of like you know like he has this like like kind of like, nervous grimace on his face. You know, it's still like because you know she she gives you in every in every cinematic she gives you uh, she gives Wario a kiss on the cheek and then flies off. You know, picked up by the little angels, the cherubs, I guess whatever whatever they are. Right? If you get the that's the, that's the uh, worst ending. The right. bad the bad ending is uh, Princess Shokura turns into like a female version of Wario, basically. Um, who kind of looks like his mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in a dress, gives him a kiss on the cheek. Same thing, he has, he has like, the grimace with a sweat mark dropping down his uh, the side of his face. And same thing, gets picked up by the by the sheriffs and gets beamed up by the light. I, the, the one that I got was she turns into kind of almost like a... There, there's a... You know the, the picture of Princess Shokura in the newspaper in the beginning of the game? 
Uh, that it's basically been a while. okay. So basically, that like a long hair, dr- pink dress version. Okay. Uh, of uh, of uh, Princess Shokara. Something and, that Warrior would be happy to see. Yes, and him, he like he's he has this like gross kind of like like. Do, do you remember? Uh, I'm gonna reference something very specific here. Do did you watch a Goofy movie? Yes, yes, yes. So do you remember when Goofy run, walks into that lady dressing up in the middle right before <laughs> he gets on the power line? He has this kind of like pervy like Ooh, I'm getting a kiss. <laughs> yes, you know what yes, I mean? Yes. Kind of like that. So and then and then the final form is a slightly more mature version of Princess Shokura as like an as like a full grown adult as well. But like you know, um, uh, but with shorter hair. Uh, and like not not the long big flowy dress like because the third the third version the one that I got looks like almost like a princess peach kind of dress okay like a ball gownish kind of thing and then the last one looks almost like a looks almost like a like a pink ranger power suit with a cape uh, I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain it but she has like a short hair in that one she has almost like a bob kind of thing going on same thing gives him a kiss on the cheek and then gets flown off as well too and same with that one warrior has this like pervy smile like yeah <laughs> kind of thing going on. Um, but that's the four different endings essentially for the game. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I, I got like one of the good, the quote unquote good endings right off the bat. So, um, I'm on my hard playthrough right now. I'm going to see if I can try to get through the game on hard and finish that one off and maybe even get try to try to hundred percent the, um, the, uh, the, the normal playthrough as well too. But yeah, that's basically it. Like again, like this game, you know, I, I slammed through this game in like, about like five days because uh, the games the game itself was only about like i only had about seven ish hours you know in this game um you know because there were a couple levels where like i'd miss i'd miss a shard to unlock the next area uh or the, uh, unlock the the door kind of thing so i have to go back so but most levels are around anywhere from like 10 to 30 minutes depending on how much time you spend exploring but for the most part they're you know pretty quick bite-sized levels like I could play them during lunch, or I'd like play like a level or two before I fall asleep. Some nights, or like, yes, yeah, so like some nights I would play like an entire clear force, clear four stages, and then be and then fight the boss, and then you know like cool. That took me about an hour or so, right? It wasn't too bad at all for me to to get through this game. Just long enough for me to for this to not be a bonus stage. You know what I mean? Like this is it was, there was enough in this game to sink into because again the game does incentivize exploring and trying to find out the little bits and bobs that are hidden throughout the game. So mm-hmm. you know again like a, a, a solid playthrough. Um, and then again I'm thinking about it like you know, this this is a Game Boy Advance game like this is a, this and uh, I was looking it up to this came this is pretty early in the in the Game Boy Advance's uh, life cycle from what it looks like. So yeah, yeah no, I mean, it, was it was definitely nice little, early. Nice little, you know, a, a solid, solid game, uh, early in the life cycle of the Game Boy Advance, which is again, I, I, I personally believe is one of the, the best handhelds, uh, of Nintendo's like history. Yeah, definitely. I can, I, I won't fight you on that. I love my GBA, and I think that's why you'll see so many people still with their GBAs. Um, D, I mean, even though the DS kind of had that broader appeal, I think the Game Boy Advance can give it a run for its money for sure. Well, absolutely. Um, I mean, hell, I have, I have, I have a modded Game Boy Advance. You know, what I mean, I, I threw an LCD screen in mine so I can go back and play some of these games and experience some of them again because they, some of those were very, very fantastic, like you know, handheld experiences. Like, uh, you know, so I was like, very, very happy to get this one on, you know, get on, under my hands and experience it. And yep. also, I, re- I realized uh, Wario Land Three is available on the Nintendo Switch Online, so yep. I'm gonna go ahead and give that a shot too, probably soon. Definitely. 
I, uh, I I can't recommend these games enough. And it just so happened that four was the one that really stuck out to me, even though I've played all of them. And, you know, I own, you know, I, I think I mentioned that I, I only played the first one. I only owned the first one. I've played the other ones, um, but I own the first one and the fourth one. They both stuck out to me. They're both some of my favorite games of all time. I recommend playing them all if you yeah. can. So. It was a solid, solid experience. Let, let me let me get a couple of these if you you know next time you come into town. Let me borrow a couple of these so I can actually yeah, get a couple sure. of these on my hands. Cool. Sounds like a plan. So if you made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on social media, and you know stay tuned for more of uh, the Warrior Wear Shell Podcast. <laughs> Take care, everybody. What you should do is just put Mr. Fly at the end. Like just let him just let it roll. Just let Mr. Fly roll at the that's end. That's not bad. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea.